0: I am so excited about today's episode. Today, I have a dear friend with me, Bill Sheltema. Bill is a passionate, awakened man who seeks to help men and women become fully free. Free from their past, free from the negative programming, and free to fully live and love. Now, Bill definitely has a way with his words. He has an incredible way of expressing ideas and holding space to really make his presence known, and I will tell you it is quite profound. So much so, he actually wrote a book called Words Women Love. Now this book was written for men who struggle how to express their feelings. You know, and throughout the book he offers up personal experiences and sound relationship advice that inspire more connection, more love and intimacy with your partner. Now Bill is an incredible romantic. Who takes words into a completely different direction, creating imagery that allows you to see life in a new way and really connect and love at a deeper level? So I'm so excited for you to hear our conversation today and would love to get your feedback and your thoughts. Here we go. Welcome to The Katie Carlson Show, a podcast for real, raw, authentic conversations with today's magic makers, love creators, and game changers. I'm Katie Carlson, and I'm so excited to introduce you to real people, real talk, and real stories while embracing the beautiful chaos of life. Okay. Well, Bill, I cannot tell you how excited I am to have you here today. Um, I've been looking forward to our conversation um, I don't know, for, for many weeks now, I guess it's been. Yeah. Um, yeah. but we haven't even really been connected that long. So um no. I'm just so grateful to have you here. So um for those of you guys listening, so I, I don't know how we connected, we connected somehow through Facebook. We ended up I being
1: friends. With the friend request.
0: Okay, okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you own <laughs> it that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Perfect. I did. It was me. Um so I accepted the friend request and you know, I know we all get a lot of friend requests, especially in this personal development space and whatnot, but I don't know, there was something about it. I, I confirmed and boy, am I glad I did because Mm. I, I mean, I started seeing your post and I like, I started taking note and I was like, oh, and Facebook clear, like the algorithm clearly picked up on the fact that I was stopping. Yeah. Like in my thread to see your post. Cause there was like, there was something that was just like, I mean, it was, it was captivating. And what was so beautiful is as I was reading a lot of your posts Mm -hmm. and your content, you were so bold. You were so raw. Mm. It was almost as if, as if you were like speaking to my soul, you were speaking like to the heart of me and it stopped me in my tracks. Like every time I would read a post, it just completely stopped me in my tracks. Mm -hmm. And so again, I'm beyond grateful to have you here. So I would Mm. love, to learn a little bit more about how you got here. How did you get to this place?
1: (laughs) How did I get here? Um, Yes. I I had to go through a failed marriage to get here ultimately. Mm -hmm. And once the marriage was over and I was faced with a completely different future that I was not anticipating Mm -hmm. at all, I asked myself a very hard question. And the question was, what kind of man do I want to be? And it was, and am I ready to become that kind of a man if I'm not that right now? If the answer is I'm not yet, then am I ready to take that journey? <clears throat> and, I all, and I said this while I was in my car in the driveway about to leave for the last time. And I, I said, you know, I, I don't care how messy, how hard it gets. I want to know the truth about myself. I want to understand who I am. I want to understand women. I want to know where I failed. I want to know the truth about me. And I want to be the best man I can possibly be at any stage that you find me, that I'm on that journey. And so it comes, and so it came right back to that question, well, what kind of man then do you want to be? And then I had to really ask some hard questions, like what beliefs, I came out of a Christian home, so what beliefs am I going to hang on to? Which ones am I going to let go? What um, type of sexuality am I going to maintain for myself as a man? And, you know, what's my new mindset going to be? What's my belief system going to be now? And so those are really hard questions I had to work through. And then from that came this emergence of, I guess you would call me an awakened man, a conscious man, a spiritually. I would definitely
0: characterize you as that 110%. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: The beautiful thing about it is, and I didn't even realize this was happening, was I was allowing my feminine nature to begin to rise and become Activated and express itself at the same time. And once I, and it was through other women that I had dated that I began to understand the power of that, especially when you're in a relationship. And so I speak on that all the time for men. And um, and so the other thing that I decided to do was I'm going to go on dating sites, not to hook up, not to find someone to date, but I want to use women to reflect back to me my imperfections, my flaws. And I can't think of a better way to do that. Wow. It'll, help me. it'll help me reconnect with the female gender again after being married for 23 years. Wow. And to use that as a, you know, to re-educate and to be, stay in a place of being teachable. I wanted to remain teachable and mm. to see my faults and fix them. I had a really deep desire to change who I was because I knew I contributed to the breakdown of the marriage just as much. And yeah. I had to own that and I did, but it also meant then I can make some really deep changes in my, in my life. And so out of that came this beautiful gift of having a, um, this, I'm, I have an insight or an understanding of women that most men do not have. I've been told that many times and you can attest to that by what I write yeah. that it to your heart. And it so does. It's, <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that's the journey that I have been on for the last six years. Yeah, and so this is where I'm at right now, and I know it's it continues. I continue to learn more and more about myself and the feminine side of me as well, as yeah. well, and how powerful that is for a man to have that complete wholeness of expression.
0: Yeah, so interesting. So <laughs> I'm curious what what have what have been your biggest insights um, when you think about understanding women.
1: Um biggest insight um, is that women are absolutely the most astonishing, unique creatures on the face of the planet. And that it is very important that men understand them as much as they possibly can. And to take every opportunity to learn who she is. If a man's with a woman in a relationship, learn who she is, give her space, create space, give her the freedom to be exactly who she is and watch and watch and see what you get so many men fear that because they need they feel they need to control a woman I say no you you unleash her you let her be who she is and you will you will find you are blessed in ways that you never would imagine that's mm. one of the insights I've received from women uh, as far as understanding them deeper yeah. <clears throat> also that their deep um, emotional outbursts that may seem very scary, whether it's. Oh, the feminine
0: storm. Are you talking about the feminine storm?
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) That feminine storm. (laughs) Um, If you can hold your ground with that and and allow (sighs) that to be that it comes that same passion. I call it, I'll call it a passion that comes out. If you allow her to be that way in every part of her life, then when it comes to intimacy, that also comes out that way. And so I tell men that you need to really allow a woman to be who she is. Let her express that storm because that passion, you want that passion. You don't want to um, um, quench that passion. You don't want to do that. So many do. Yeah. So many do.
0: So interesting. Hmm. Um that actually, you know, as you were talking about presence and holding space, it was that one Hmm. post that you posted. I'm actually gonna read it if you don't mind. Yeah, Yeah, um it was it was so powerful. And just for those of you that um you know are listening to this, um and I'll put this in the show notes. I can actually probably link the post uh in the show notes so you can actually see the picture, but the picture caught my eye um because it was it's of a woman clearly a little bit upset. Um, you know, she's hunched over her body language. She's got her, you know, her arm up into her eye. Um, and it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Um, and yes, yes. Um, and this is what it read. It says man to man, holding space for a woman is a priceless gift. Creating a safe space is our duty. There is a depth of healing. She will experience that no amount of therapy can match. No amount of video teaching or reading can touch. When the man can do this for you, and I mean, really learn the art of holding space where you can be so raw and bare, and he is manning up that you no longer censor your emotions, then your healing can begin. Just that right there. Just, (laughs) I mean, wow. When he understands he is holding the hurt inner child in you, and the powerful energy is conveying as he is simply aligned in his own love will be like nothing you've ever experienced before. This is what I've learned, the art of holding space. This is what I teach men to do. And this is, I mean, Bill, this was like, I mean, <laughs> it stopped me in my tracks that day. Mm, and I was yeah. like, I don't even remember what I was doing. And like, I read that and I, I shared it with my group
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you obviously know <clears throat> what happened then.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do, I do.
0: Um. And because I, you know, what I think is so interesting, and even as someone who is, is on a path of, you know, we're all on a path. I feel like we're all yeah. on a self and, you know, discovery, you know, rediscovery, um, uncovering, growing, contributing, serving at another level. Yeah. Um, and I believe the more I've allowed myself to embrace the feminine in me, because I've mm-hmm. had both sides and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the ma- we all have masculine and feminine and it's how we leverage mm-hmm. it, I think, in different, you know, situations. But the more yeah. I embrace and really lean in and own my feminine nature, I find myself being so, like almost it's just this crazy polarity towards mm-hmm. just this appreciation, this like profound appreciation for the divine masculine.
1: Oh, that for sure. I well, <laughs> it
0: was not always that way. Yeah, I definitely had a, a stint where I, I felt like I, you know, I um, did not appreciate men the way they deserved to be appreciated, and I also believe society. There's a lot of conditioning that happens yeah. in society today, you yeah. know, around um, just men in general and masculinity, and um, I think yeah. it's also what every woman is craving for.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, They're, My posts, or the I should say the comments to my post bear that out over and over. Women, I the other night, last night or the night before I did a post and a woman said I'm crying reading this.
0: Mm.
1: You know, because oh the men really need men need this so badly.
0: And and but you know what I think is it's really interesting is is we you're, spe- you're you're hearing us. Like we yeah. that's the biggest piece of it mm-hmm. is that we feel heard. Yes. That we feel seen. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just like, and it's it, it literally, and I mean, I'm usually not at a loss for words, but reading your <clears throat> posts, like they, they hit me. And I'm like, yeah. like literally, I don't know if, if you're familiar with a lot of the Alison Armstrong work, but she talks about, you know, women and our, like our connection to the universe. Right. And yeah. when we take a breath, like it's that, it's that connection. It's that like mm-hmm. that reconnection with the universe. And literally every time I read one of your posts, I'm like, like, I, f- I find myself <laughs> taking a breath yeah. like that. Which yeah. is so powerful.
1: Yeah. It's so, much, so, so, so powerful. Yeah. And you know, I would never have been able to write that way if I did not have a better understanding of my feminine nature. I believe that that's yeah. really a part of it. Because yeah. I, I think it's allowed me to, like you say, see a woman, see you yeah. or any woman and go, I I can in a sense I feel what they're feeling because I know my feminine side now and I I recognize that in a woman. I guess that's really what it is. It's like I I see you, I recognize you. Yeah. And now I can speak to that. And then I had a woman a while ago too say, I how in the world can you know my heart? How can you possibly know what's in my heart? But you write and you know my heart.
0: Oh my God. How
1: do you do that? And it's it's because of my I, I truly believe it's because I've activated and allowed my feminine to flow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So how do you how do you create that balance in yourself?
1: Like how um, does that? I don't know. I don't know if I create a balance. I think that I pull it forward as I like you say in a situation. I if I need to be more masculine, I pull that forward.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and if I feel um, empathy or fulfill the need to be more empathetic towards somebody, then I then my I shift into more of the feminine, that more softer, nurturing side. Yeah. And I think it's just when you have that awareness, it's like, okay, I need to be this way. And this is how, this is what I'm going to bring forward. Um, I need to stand up. I need to be strong right now. I need to be very masculine. I need to hold my ground. I need to speak my peace, speak my word and, you know, um, you know, stand up for myself right now because love and empathy and encouragement and patience are very feminine traits and, Mm -hmm. and natural things women carry, which are the things that men never received growing up from their fathers but they're the things that they need to really work on. And I help men with that. I call it LEAP. It's L-E-E-P, Love, Empathy, Encouragement, and Patience.
0: Oh, I love so that. So men to
1: take the leap, you know, take the leap. And that, oh, what I'm saying so good. is, yeah, what I say I love is,
0: that.
1: learn to love, have, but it's all to begin with themselves. It's that journey. It's like, learn to love yourself, learn to have mm. empathy for yourself and have patience and encourage yourself. You know, we can be so hard on ourselves. We hear the voice of our fathers. And that's the program. That's the story we have been raised with. And that's when we go into adulthood with, and I, I was able to pull that out and rewire myself or reprogram. And I know the power of the leap.
0: Yeah. So how do you, how do you, how does one do that? Right? Like what's the process? How do you, how do you do that?
1: Whenever it means you have to really be present with yourself and that when you feel triggered, it's asking yourself, why am I being triggered? Where is this coming from? Why mm-hmm. am I feeling so hurt right now? What this person said. And then a lot of it, it can be traced back to this I can remember when I was a young boy, something similar happened. My dad mm-hmm. wasn't there for me, didn't stand up for me, and I was afraid and I was scared. And I didn't feel I was felt alone. I felt abandoned. You yeah. know, I didn't have a voice. And nobody saw me. I was kind of to be quiet, not heard, just seen. And I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel accepted. You know, those different things can trigger us, whether it's in a relationship or at work or just in any, anytime you're with people, you're going to be triggered.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Um, The problem is most people don't aren't present enough within themselves to realize, wait a minute, I'm being triggered. Why am I being triggered? And what should I do about it now that I know I'm being triggered? Am I going to make a decision based on the trigger, which many people do? And then they end up making things worse. So my, for me, it's like, okay, when you realize okay, something's triggering me. Where is that coming from? Can I fix it right now? Is there something I have to do some deeper work on? Or am I just being selfish or being very immature? Do Is my emotional uh, immaturity or maturity not where it should be? Yeah. And why is that? And it's asking those kinds of questions, right? It's like the guy yeah. that texts the girl and he doesn't hear from her in five minutes and he freaks out. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait. Hang on a second. You said the guy texts the girl and freaks out after he hasn't heard from her in five minutes?
1: I've talked to clients where they say, you know, I meet a guy, She, we text, and if I don't answer within two minutes, he's freaking out thinking I'm back with my ex having sex with some other guy. So men are full of fear.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So these are triggers. You know, why would a man react to something like that, right? Yeah. So these are triggers.
0: Very interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I tell men, take a breath, ask yourself, is this a trigger and where is it coming from and why? And can I do something about it and fix it? And hopefully the answer is yes.
0: Do you think that that, like, so that, that kind of a, that kind of a trigger that feels very much more feminine, that kind of a, that kind of a trigger, just my own hallucination. Um, you know, Very interesting. Cause I look at triggers. I know. And I've said this a lot of times, um, but like, I look at triggers now. I mean, i not always this way, but mm. now I look at triggers. I'm like, Ooh, isn't that interesting? You know, <laughs> if I can start yeah. with like, Hmm, that's very interesting. And then yeah. I try to feel in my body, like, where do I feel it? Because oftentimes mm. when I feel it in my body or like mm. understanding, you know, where that's coming from my body, I can usually draw it back to something some sort of mm-hmm. situation or yeah. incident, you know, way back when that I've completely buried mm-hmm. down in my subconscious, yes. but it's just, it's, it's just wanting to come out. Right. Cause we're always mm-hmm. shedding new layers. Right. Yeah. And, and new things like that. But, you know, I think like what you said, like ask better questions, mm-hmm. and then you get better answers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to put it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. So through this quarantine, right. So now you're in Canada, correct?
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. So you guys
0: are, are you guys still in quarantine?
1: Um, No, we're in a second phase. So they've opened up patios, but not restaurants. I think they've opened up salons. Um, Not all beaches are open. Most aren't yet, but there are some parks that are open. So they're still, they still have a ways to go.
0: Yeah. I'm curious. What have you, have you noticed um, any changes in your you know, clients that are, are you, do you work with singles? Do you work with couples? How, how does this work?
1: Um, right now I'm right now it's a hundred percent women. Okay. Um, men are really hard to bring to the table because most of them no, figure really? they're all, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm really eager to work. I really want to be working with couples as well, because I love that. Love seeing that kind of
0: dynamic. growth
1: between the two yeah. and dynamic. Yeah. Um, And adding elements of Tantra into that too, to, you know, bring them closer and deeper. I'm very much that with myself naturally. And I can see the importance of it and beauty of it. But um, yes, women for sure, I think with the extra time on their hands and more time to think, they've been able to kind of reevaluate, okay, I'm in this marriage or I'm in this relationship, just, you know, things are not, I'm not happy. I'm not sure what to do, but I'm not happy. You know one of them you know the husband sleeps in another room she sleeps in her room there's no intimacy it's like why am I here and I'm not happy and he's not going to change it's been many years and he still hasn't changed
0: so what do you tell how do you how do you work with your clients that are that are like that I mean I'm a big believer that and this is just this is just me but I'm a big believer that you know the love that was once there can be rekindled. Right. Mm -hmm. If, if both part, you know, if, if you really come to the table and you really are ready to do the work, you know, I know from like my experiences, um, you know, I went through a, an amicable breakup last year. So I don't know. I, I I know we're more recently connected, but I was very public about it. Um, and actually shared it, uh, you know, about it online and that sort of thing. And, um, one of the things that I noticed and realized well because first of all we broke up because there was no polarity zero polarity we loved each other we were great friends um you know he actually told me once he's like i just don't think we're in love with each other like i think we love each other a lot and we just we do we love each other a lot but i don't think we're in love with each other because we had no polarity i emasculated the heck out of him um (laughs) yeah because i didn't feel safe and i mean there were certain times i did and and that sort of thing um, and I also realized I had to give myself a little bit of a break because, you know, the, he let me emasculate him too. Yeah. Right. Mm. Um, yeah. and owning that and owning my, my part in that as well. Um, and realizing that polarity is a, is a huge component of a relationship and it's so mm. important and, you yeah. know, polarity, intimacy, and I feel like it's not. Talked about enough. I know before we started recording, I was telling you a little bit about Jaya. I went to um, Jaya. if For those of you guys that don't know, I'll put a link in the show notes. But um, she's a—I don't even really know what you'd call her—but she's a sexual healing coach mm-hmm. that does incredible events. And she's the um, the founder of the Erotic Blueprints. And so it's understanding the different blueprints that we all have. Um, and oftentimes like when we're in a relationship with someone we're not necessarily going to have the same blueprint which is okay it actually creates variety and can be a beautiful thing but there's ways of of creating polarity and interplay with like within those blueprints um because polarity is such a big thing you know and if you lose that it's kind of like where do you go
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah and that's When it comes to men, a lot of it is because they don't know who they are and they don't have, I talk about confidence, but what I found with myself is, you know, I I thought of myself as becoming more confident, but the more I became uniquely who I was and owning who I am,
0: Mm.
1: it was, it never, it stopped being about confidence. It was just being completely authentically me. Yeah. And And because that
0: draws out the confidence because you are who you are. You don't have to try to be someone else.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so when men don't know who they are, this is my saying, I use it all the time. How can a man be himself if he doesn't know who he is? And if he doesn't know who he is, who is he being? So guys, who are you? Who do you want to be? What kind of man do you want to be? It goes back to my first question to myself. Um, but the, you know, and when you get into intimacy and sexuality, the thing that I've come to understand even recently, and I didn't realize it, um, cause I never really thought it through maybe, but when you have a man that is not awakened, he doesn't really understand his emotions. He doesn't understand his, his mental state or how his mind works, triggers and all the different things like that. All he really knows is his physical being, you know, that's all he can really bring to the table in, for intimacy. Um, and you know, whether, you know, you want to talk, talk about stamina and ability and all that stuff, but you take a man that's awakened, you know, and he's spiritually awakened, he's emotionally mature, he's has, he can articulate his feelings and thoughts and emotions and intimately, then with intimacy with a woman, mm-hmm. he can, he can roam. He can go up into his spiritual nature with her. He can drop down into his physical. He can move back up into his emotional. He can go all over the place. It keeps huge variety. It's incredibly fulfilling for the two of them because he gets to express himself. And the beautiful opposite side to that is then she can do the exact same with him. Because yeah. he, can, he can handle it. He can understand it. And he can receive it. And they can play off of that with each other. But that can only happen if a man understands who he is. And that's where <sighs> a lot of the breakdown goes is the man doesn't know. And man can't bring to the table what he doesn't have. Yeah. He, he can't, he can't pretend that. Because he doesn't know what it looks like, he doesn't know what it sounds like, he doesn't know how it should be. And I'm, that's what I try to do with men is try to get them on the journey to know who you are. It's going to affect every part of your life, your career, your relationships, your sexuality, how you see yourself as a sexual man, your intimacy with a woman your ability to manifest wealth and like everything, all your relational skills, like everything are going to be. affected.
0: I feel an event coming on. (laughs) You do feel like there needs to be an event. Yes. And I would love to help you plan it.
1: (laughs) I think that's (laughs) a wonderful idea.
0: I'm not kidding because I like just the way you're talking about this. And I think it's so important. Um, Mm. You know, and just again, as I, so as a single woman right now, um, I, you know, and I've, I've dated here and there, um, and as I've continued to grow and start to see certain things, I start to recognize, I'm starting to see very much how, how we all show up and own ourselves and own our truth and like show up in our authentic self. We're going to draw more of that in. Yeah. which is incredibly powerful. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when you think about, when you look at the space of, you know, being intimate and having that, that space to explore and mm-hmm. but that safe space, right. I call it a container, yeah. right. Like that yeah, safe yeah. container to explore mm-hmm. and, you know, <laughs> get curious about each other, go, you know, go into those different realms mm-hmm. um, and and embrace that spirituality and, that rawness that boldness that Mm. the light and the dark like all of those different elements
1: Mm.
0: like that's i mean that is powerful it is is incredibly powerful and i think it's it is such a it unlocks so much more so as you were talking about just like abundance right Mm. and Mm -hmm. and wealth right we trap a lot of energy down in those lower centers (laughs) we do we got to get that moving
1: and we do Absolutely, yeah.
0: You know, and yeah, I just I find it fascinating that again, the more I'm starting to like dive into this and learning about you know sexuality and how intimacy, you know, because because women we're like we can sometimes get played. Oh gosh, you know, we look at intimacy and like oh we just want to be connected because we're always trying to connect, right? Like we have to connect with everything, no matter what. We're always Mm. connecting to something, right? Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day what we want most is to be able to connect with our partner. Right. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it, you know, it comes down to just understanding each other and create like having those different levels of connection, whether Mm -hmm. that be, you know, in the bedroom, intimately, you know, or just day to day, you know, just roaming along. There's so many different levels that you can explore. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so powerful.
1: Yeah. I say that every emotion that a woman emotes in a relationship is her crying out for intimacy with the man <laughs>
0: oh,
1: Conne- yeah. like connection intimacy that whether yeah. it's anger whether it's frustration or joy or happiness whatever it may be she wants to connect with you man and she's using every available resource within herself to get your attention to <laughs> connect with her and to be intimate so true. yeah, yeah so true. intimate not just intimate physically, but to be intimate with emotions and, mm-hmm. and to feel the soul of a woman. I always say, when I, first, so when I first went on my journey, I thought, okay, the kind of woman I wanna be with or in a relationship, I want to reach so deep into her soul that it will sh- change her life completely. That was my desire to become that kind of a man that I could reach that she was open enough and willing enough because I created the safe space, the container, the cocoon Mm -hmm. and, and woo her and desire her and chase or pursue her, not chase her, but pursue her. And where then she's so open to me that I just can reach as far down as I, as I need to, to touch her soul and to bless her and to show her, you know, (laughs) like,
0: I'm like blushing.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that should be all men's desire. That All men should be wanting that, I I feel. I think they should. Do you think they do? I think they have maybe a glimpse of it. I mean, I have a much bigger vision of it because I've been on right. this journey and I've, and I've grown right. so much. But I think men, all they can really think of is, I want to have like mind-blowing sex. That's all. Mm-hmm. They can't get much further than that because they they're only still in their physical nature. Yeah. They're not thinking, I want, to, I want to feel my emotions be rocked. I want, I want to be broken by the love from this woman. I want to be completely devastated by her. I don't think many men talk that way. You know, yeah. I do. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, oh, my that, God.
1: You know, and yeah. because men say, oh, I just want to really destroy her, right? But they're thinking of devouring in, in a more physical way. But I'm saying, what about your emotional, your, your own soul, allowing it to be so open and vulnerable and exposed? That she can destroy you, but in such mm. a beautiful, loving, glorious way that it brings up this new masculine part of you, a new man within you can start to arise from that. That's yeah. what I want. That's the kind of that's the kind of experience, sexual experience I want. It's it's yeah. spiritual. I mean, it's life-changing. It it allows you to begin to really see yourself. Mm. Because I did a post the other day, I reposted something, and it was. To men, it was like, how intimate are you with yourself? You know, how intimate are you with your emotions? How well do you even know your emotions? Like, how intimate are you with your mind or even your body? How well do you know your body, you know, for the kind of pleasure you may seek or what what are the things that really move you, right? Yeah. Um, And like, how well, how intimate are you with yourself? Because a man can only be intimate to the degree with a woman that he is with himself. So the I more intimate that. a man can be with himself, then he can go to that degree with a woman. But a lot of men, men can go a certain level and then they kind of tap out. They kind of level off and they, they can't go any deeper with a woman as far as expression or talking and being intimate in conversation even. Yeah. And women want to keep going deeper. Yes. I love it. Let's go more and more and more. And they go, yeah. I, that's all they've got. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes.
0: That's so true. That's yeah. so true. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny when you talk about pleasure. So, um, I'm going to bring up Jaya again. So when I was at this path to passion event, um, she talked about AB games and find, and like understanding pleasure and like finding pleasure. And like, what does that, um, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. And creating a space. And I mean, you can do this with your girlfriends. You can do this with your significant other, you can do it with however you want, but it's, it's finding our pleasure right? Understanding where pleasure is like, you know, you take a feather and, you know, just drape it all down your arms and you're blindfolded and you're just, you know, experiencing that, right? Like feeling it Mm -hmm. and then giving yourself that recall, right? To then be able to articulate that. Cause Mm -hmm. I feel like we don't really, we don't know what we don't. I mean, we're kind of like, I feel like we were just kind of like ships just sailing in the night, just kind of (laughs) figuring this thing out. Right. But there's, there's very, um, I think there's a lot of power in being intentional and understanding, like, how do you experience pleasure? Like, what does yeah. that look like? You know, yeah. there's, there's, you know, I'm going back to the erotic blueprints. Um, I'll definitely send this to you, but it's, mm-hmm. it's really fascinating. Cause like, when you look at, there's like the energetic, which is, um, you know, someone that can actually did an ebook on this. Um, But the energetic is, is really being able to feel that energy and like, like really, um, is turned on by space, right? Mm -hmm. Creating that kind of elusive space between, um, you know, and can orgasm with, Mm -hmm. you know, that like without even physical touch. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. that's a very spiritual experience. Um, there's energetic, so that's energetic and there's, and there's, there's shadows of all of the blueprints, right. Um, that, that like turn us off really quickly. And so it's like really interesting kind of like diving into it. I'll share this with you after the, after Mm -hmm. the show, but um, yeah. Then there's sensual. Sensual is like all about touch and feel yeah. and creating an environment and, you know, <clears> um, <throat> music and, you know, whatever that is. And then there's sexual, which is all about like, let's get this. Let's get at it. Let's make this happen. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> done. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, mm. And then there's um, kinky, which, you know, there's, there's um, what was it like there's psychological kinky. And mm-hmm. then there's, um, the, uh, I wouldn't say it's like darker, but there there's, there's a lot of different elements of kinky. Kinky is a very yeah. like broad spectrum. Um, yeah, you know, for everybody. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. and then there's shape which is like a version of all three or all, mm-hmm. all four, all, well, all of them. Um, yeah. and it's fascinating was you start to like, look at the, like the, the superpowers of these blueprints. And
1: mm-hmm. then you
0: look at, the shadows and how often, I mean, sometimes, you know, it can be like our turnoffs can happen so quickly and we may not talk about it, that then we create these, we, you know, create these wedges and we, we, we find ourselves like getting further and further and further mm-hmm. yeah. when like the, the thing that we want to do is move closer and closer and closer. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really fascinating. I'll, I'll have to yeah. share with you um, the, that work, but but, going but you know to the-
1: something yeah oh go ahead no no, please, no no
0: please please no no please go ahead
1: okay no i was gonna say that for men i think a lot of it they have a hard time being that vulnerable
0: mm.
1: it gets to be it becomes it be- begins to feel very real and when it begins to feel very real they get afraid mm. you know it's like hugging somebody for over like 20 seconds it gets very vulnerable eye gazing more than five seconds becomes very vulnerable. Many people can't do it. They think they can, but when you actually, I tried to do it with a girl I I was in a relationship with mm. because I wanted, to, I wanted the two of us to begin to get into Tantra. This is going back a few years. And I said, Let, let's just start with simple eye gazing. You know, we we're just facing each other. She wasn't in my lap or anything like that. We're just cross-legged in front. And she couldn't do it for more than five seconds without turning away. It was just too vulnerable. It was too intense. Yeah. And so I think a lot of, you have to be ready for, for that. And I think a lot of people think they are, but when it comes right down to it, they're not. And it comes to knowing who you are again.
0: Yeah. So, and this is another thing on that note, on that front. Um, and I, I bring it back to the AB games because Mm -hmm. part of setting up the AB games was creating a safe container. So everybody has to agree on like what, what the kind of rules of the road are, if you will. And I feel like because of that, it, cre- it, it creates that safe space where you can feel like you can let go, yeah. right? And you can feel safe. Um, but I love what you said about eye gazing. I love doing that. I've done that yeah. a couple different times at some events. And mm. I actually had an experience. Um, how was it Date with Destiny? Have you been to a Tony Robbins event? Have we talked about I this?
1: Haven't. No, we haven't, but I have not.
0: You haven't. Okay. You, well, haven't. when events start happening again, we got to get you there. Um they're pretty amazing. Um but not much, and um we I was at a leadership event this past December, and as we were closing it out, I remember it was like the second to last day or something, but we were closing it out and we did this powerful, powerful um eye gazing um experience. And we basically did this with someone we hadn't talked to, we didn't know it could Mm -hmm. it couldn't be someone that we knew. Um, and I did it with this incredible man, um, Luis, he lives in Venezuela or from Venezuela. And, um, we, did, I think we did it for five minutes and all we did was just send each other love. Mm. Wow. And I will tell you, like, I mean, I was bawling my eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah I mean, I I mean bawling my eyes out. He, yeah. like when we, and I actually have a recording of it, of like us talking about it afterwards and he was telling me how like he saw me as like a little girl and like with my curly hair just like bouncing around and Mm -hmm. like he saw me as like a rebellious teenager and I was like oh my god and like (laughs) and then like and I saw him like running the bases like in Venezuela like as a little boy I mean it was just the craziest thing and it is so powerful it is. it is so powerful. So, ladies, if you have a guy that you that you're kind of interested in, and you can get him to do this, like, mm. whew, yeah. getting warm just talking about it.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's um, it's I talk about amazing. vetting a man and um, how to vet a man when you're starting to date.
0: Yeah. And I think let's that's talk that's about that. that. How, let's talk about that.
1: Okay. Please. Okay. Yeah, I don't think women do this enough. I think women. I don't feel think that so either. Being- I think, yeah, I think they feel it's kind of mean and maybe a little bit manipulative, but I say, considering the fact that you may have been in relationships where you didn't, and then you had to put up with this for a few years, yeah. um, it's a good practice to do. And it goes beyond, you know, are you a smoker? You know, are your teeth real or do you wear false teeth? Or have you got a, <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> right? have
1: a criminal record? It goes to You know, asking a type of question where he has to think and go deep, where he really needs to think about it, and can he go there? And it's watching him react to different situations.
0: So what kind of question? If you had to just put one out there, what kind of question? Oh,
1: boy. Um,
0: The ladies are really going to appreciate this, by the way. Okay,
1: let me think about it. I have to think about that for a second. (laughs) Okay. Um, one of the <laughs> things, that I, yeah, one of the things women should be doing is asking what the relationship with the mother was like, what their mother's like, what they think of mm. the mother. That's going to say a lot about the kind of man he is for, I'm going to say for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would be a kind of a question to ask. Um, another one is asking him, where do you see yourself in three years? Where do you see yourself in five years? What kind of you want to find out if he has goals, if he's a, a man of vision that is planning ahead for himself, whether it's financially oh, or whether it's to whether it's to acquire, you know, property, like whatever it may be for his business. You know, do you have aspiration for something greater than yourself or are you just happy where you're at? Because the woman needs to realize, OK, if he's just happy where he's at and I'm going to be in a relationship with him, I'm going to have to be happy with where he's at for the next who knows how many years. Or would I rather be with a man that has some vision, some dreams? They may be crazy, but he's going after them. He's a bit of a risk taker. Okay, but he seems to be, you know, happy. Yeah. You know, what kind of man would you rather be with? I, women love excitement. Women love mystery. Women want to be in a story. They love drama. I'm meaning drama in the best, best sense possible. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, and I tell man, you you, what you need to do is create a story for a woman to be in. If you're in a relationship, her, you make a story where she's the, the main Ooh, character.
0: Ooh, I love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you, that definitely keeps the fire going. That keeps the mystery going. It's like, if she knows that you're, she's on your mind and you're creating this thing and she's in it, she's going to be thinking about you all the time. She's going to be wondering what's coming next, which will keep her still thinking about you. She will, you will create anticipation and desire and excitement. You have no idea the blessings and the <laughs> payoff you get from something like that. Because women, true. I mean, women love romance. Women want to be in the story. That's why they read. That's why they watch the movies, the shows they watch. That's why they watch oh the goodness. bachelor. Yeah. And so that, so, so then getting true. back to vetting, I think, yeah, I can think of a question off the top of my head and I wish I could. Um, well, you kind
0: of gave it. Like, where do you see did, yourself yeah. in three years? You know, yeah, like-
1: that, those are good ones. You have, a man has to think, okay, what am And then if he hasn't, it's like, oh, now I got to think of something. You know, what yeah. is it? And another yeah. thing I tell women to do is keep asking the same question over a period of time and see if the answers change. Mm. Because if a man is kind of saying what he thinks she wants to hear, over time, it'll either piss him off. And he'll go, why do you keep asking the same question? You know, I've already answered, right? There's a sign right there. He has maybe some issues. Um, and if his answers Ooh, keep changing, good. it's like, okay, then maybe he's not really fully knowing himself or he doesn't know what his truth is, or he doesn't know. And he's just trying to play it off. But a man that knows his truth and is going, he's going to say the same thing over and over. And I had that happen to me in a relationship. She kept asking me, if I did this, would you get angry? And how would you, how would that anger? Oh, we're constantly
0: off? testing, right? Like we're constantly mm-hmm. all women are always testing mm-hmm. because we've, we we do not feel safe. We have to feel safe. Yeah. And if they waver, then like, mm-hmm. you know, Alison Armstrong talks about it. Like then you know, <clears throat> we gotta, we have to go to somewhere else. We have to fight. We have to seek shelter, right? Because yeah, it's that, yeah. it's that human animal. It's that instinct yeah um within us. Cause women, like we, we are driven towards safety, Yeah. right? I don't know if, are you familiar, have you, um, I'm trying to think of like who did this, but Tony talks about this a lot, but he does these demonstrations in like in um, his seminars and he'll ask, he'll say, hey men, in the last 30 days, how many of you have been, you know, or have, you know, been threatened with your, with your life or is your life threatened or felt like you were, your life was threatened? Mm-hmm. Maybe one or two people, like, yeah, no one, you know, Mm. women, how about you? It's like 85%. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. In the last 30 days. How about in the last two weeks, 50% Mm. the last week, 30%, right? -hmm. I mean, women, that's why we have diffuse awareness, right? We're constantly surveying Mm -hmm. like our environment. And so to feel safe and that, that was one thing with my, you know, um, (laughs) my, most recent uh let's say long-term relationship yeah was i didn't feel like i didn't feel safe um and he knew it and he was very well aware and he's an incredible man and um you know i cherish the time that we had together and he's an incredible human and Mm. um i have so much love and admiration for him and like i didn't feel safe unless i was unless he was moving me and he's very strong and you know physically and he was fit and all that kind of stuff but He was also very much a risk taker when it came to his business. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I didn't feel safe, you Mm -hmm. know, and (laughs) it's a slippery slope.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. A man, I think, can, can be a risk taker in the sense that she's involved with those decisions and she's kept abreast of what he's doing. And when they talk about it, she's in it with him.
0: Yeah. And if he has certainty, right. Mm -hmm. If he's convicted, you know, like if he has that conviction and like has that certainty, which I mean, I I will say I'm very grateful for the men that I have in my life, Mm -hmm. um, right now, because I'm surrounded by just these amazing, beautiful protectors and providers and they're just, they're incredible. Um, and I've seen that I've tasted it. I'm like, wow. Cause like, when a man is fully in his masculine and like has that certainty,
1: oh, <laughs> I
0: mean, it's so, it is such a turn on. It, it is, is such yeah. a turn on. Yeah. And so he can take risks. He can invest in real estate and do all of these different, you know, I, I'm good with that. Yeah. And have like be convincing, right? Like create yeah. that certainty, stand yeah. your ground. You know, the mm-hmm. women don't want to be pleased. We don't want to be pleased. I mean, maybe in other realms, but like when a man pleases us, we feel unsafe because if that means that they've lost their way. Mm. Good That's point. That's mentioned in the way of the superior man. You have you read the way of the superior man? I have not. I'm gonna have to oh. now. Oh my gosh! You've gotta, <laughs> you've gotta check it out. It's so I'm sure good. it'll
1: resonate for sure. You
0: will absolutely love it. I think. Yeah. it's it's absolutely incredible Mm -hmm. um so anyway well this has been amazing i've absolutely loved connecting with you and i have a couple more questions um for you and that you may or may not remember when you uh when we scheduled this but i always just like to know just get to know people on a you know a little more personal level Mm. um what what book has influenced you the most and why
1: um jonathan Livingston siegel I was at an impressionable age of 15 or 16, and I was in my kind of introvert stage Mm -hmm. um, by myself in the bedroom. We lived in a beautiful house, but I just, we were out in the country, out of town. And I picked up that book and I read it and I just really identified with Jonathan Livingston Seagull, the guy that was different, flying differently, he wasn't supposed to. And that really spoke to me. And I always, I saw myself that way so much. Not that I may have been ridiculed, but there would have been the laughing at me just because I was different, mm-hmm. but not yeah. really the putting down. I mean, I was bullied, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of us are, even if we aren't different, even if we are like yeah. everybody else, We there, some of us are just bullied, but I definitely was different. I definitely saw things differently. I might've even spoke differently. I was very sensitive as a young boy, yeah. very sensitive. And so reading that was like, yeah, I like I like that guy. I like that seagull. That's
0: so I awesome. kind of, that that really
1: is what that really spoke to me. It was a short read. It's not a big book, but it just was yeah. for me at that age. Well,
0: Especially why the, fit in when you were born to stand out? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so if you could do anything you wanted tonight, mm. um, anywhere for any amount of money, what would you do and why?
1: Oh. Well, my home, my parents are from Holland. Mm-hmm. I've never been, I've never had a real desire, but more so lately, I've I've thought it'd be really good to go there. And so I would just travel the country, go to the places that my parents grew up in. My mother has a royal blood in, in, in her lineage. And there's oh, a castle, wow. there's a castle, you know, named after her maiden name. Um, wow. I have, a, I have a great, my mom's uncle, my great uncle was in the Dutch resistance during the world war two. They were hiding, jews wow they got captured and he was put in front of a firing squad and they have a monument set up for him and the other 10 men that were caught and nine men that were caught so there's some really powerful history to our family which um i wanted to kind of touch that in a more physical way tangible by being there plus it's a beautiful
0: yeah yeah
1: my dad lived my dad lived right near the dikes where all the dikes are in holland yeah so to see that would be pretty cool yeah so that would you know yeah, let's fly there. Let's take a leap. That's awesome. Ride. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, all yeah. right. That'd be amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it'll it's happening. It's already happening. It's already on its way, right? Yes. Um yeah. if you had the opportunity to meet one person you haven't met, who would it be and why? And what would you oh, talk about? Yeah.
1: Joe Walsh. Uh, guitarist for if nobody knows, he played in the Eagles and he had his own band. But Joe Walsh because he he nearly destroyed his life. Um, but he was able to reclaim it and take it back. He fixed himself up. There were people around him that loved him and cared enough to stick with him. Um, I think he's a beautiful musician. I think he writes and plays amazingly. And I mean, I never lived a life like that. So I would definitely be interested in those stories, but more the story of his life now. I know that he married a met a beautiful, I think a Ringo Starr's sister, I think is his wife. Okay. Um, Beautiful woman and how he was able to find love, you know, really speaks to second chances. And then when Mm -hmm. you have the second chance to really live it and squeeze every bit of love and joy Mm -hmm. and beauty out of that.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Um, So if you were, that was, that was really beautiful. Um, You have a way with words, Bill. You have a way with words. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So you are stuck on a deserted island, and you can only take three things. What would they be?
1: Mm, I remember my soulmate. Uh huh. My guitar. Yep. And hair elastics. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. So tell me. Tell me. I, I get the. I get the soulmate. Pretty sure I get the guitar. Talk to yeah. me about the hair elastics.
1: The hair elastics. Well, I don't plan on cutting my hair, and. Yeah.
0: I she like will it. Likely, Rocket.
1: Yeah, she will likely have long hair. And so I don't want there to be a fight over whose elastics are who. So I have my own. <laughs> if she gets asked the questions, then she can decide what she wants to bring. Hopefully I'll be oh the gosh. soulmate on her end. Yeah.
0: That's so plus, amazing.
1: Plus I can flick the matter too if I want for attention.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's amazing. Um, okay, so when and where were you happiest in your life?
1: Mm from great from my eight eighth year till my 14th year absolutely that was an on me about that, was it. When, that was some of my more traumatic I had more traumatic experiences during that time yet it was the most it was my summer it was my my never-ending summer those years eight to fourteen. Mm. we lived on a street called Chapel Street there were kids my age in every house um, my, my, The maple trees aligned it kind of I canopied the whole street in the summer. Ah, oh, so know, poetic. We, yeah, we played street hockey. There was a corner variety store where we'd go for a candy. I'd pick up milk and bread and butter for my mom. Uh, my mom had a very open-door policy, very community, my parents are. So kids were always coming through. They called yeah. her mom as well. Oh. Nicky, Nicky, nine-door. Um, I learned about girls. Then um, a little. Well, I, I learned a little bit about girls.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a process, never, it's an evolution,
1: it, right? Yeah, it is, yeah, I'm still <laughs> learning. But there were two doors down, there were our twins, Betty and Brenda, beautiful brunettes. I mean, they were beautiful girls, they still are. And they were part of our group, we would hang out, we'd tell wow. ghost stories in the garage. And there were just some, just beautiful, fun, I didn't have any sense of fear. Fear of my dad really was the only issues that I had. And that's where a lot of my trauma came from, a lot of my fear of myself. And fear mm. of standing up for myself and speaking for myself. That's where that came from. Yeah. But as far as a young boy, biking around in our CCM bikes with the banana seats and the high rise handlebars all over town. <laughs> it was amazing. And my, you were living my boy, the high life. We were. And the boy across the street, he was a year older than me. He had a, uh, a portable record player. So we would be out in the back playing with Hot Wheels or doing whatever. We were nine, ten years old. And he would be playing. He had collected records. He'd be mm. playing Chicago CCR, the who yes. the Beach Boys. in the summer we'd be, I mean, that was what we did. And so it was a beautiful, a real, in, real, um, condensed, um, time for me. It was really yeah. colorful.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. That's awesome. That's yeah. beautiful. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. That's really awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, so <laughs> I know that you have this words, women love, book.
1: I do. I do. Where I do. can
0: people where oh I love this. I love this. Okay, where can people find you, contact you, get the book, etc.
1: The book is on Amazon. Awesome. It also is a link on my website which is www.yourlovelifecoach.ca. Awesome. And the links are right there on each page Perfect. as well as my Facebook and Instagram links.
0: Okay. Awesome.
1: And I chose the color orange because it's the sacral chakra color. Mm, so there, this book yeah. has intention there's intention put into that book i did things for a very specific reason
0: interesting um, yeah. yeah plus
1: it's the same color as the secret or within the same orange range as the yeah. secret and, and um, i think there's another book of 365 quotes of inspiration i forget the author but they're all in orange all the same size yeah. So yeah, I put real thought into that intention so it can be found on Amazon.
0: Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, this Women has been have- amazing. Yeah, yes. been. this is, I, I've truly just, I've enjoyed so much getting to know you and connecting with you and I'll yeah. have to have you back on the show again. It'd be so please,
1: fun. Please, please do. Yeah, yeah. I'd and love to hear your thoughts
0: have- on The on- Way of the Superior Man once you read that. Yeah, sure. It'd be really mm. interesting. Yeah. And you have a,
1: and you say you want to do an event now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I feel like we could, I feel like there could, there might be an event in our future. Just saying, just saying. So yeah. When all this quarantine stuff. lifts. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much. I mean, you've been so open and you've been so reflective to what I'm doing and vulnerable and yeah. Blessing. Just so amazing.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I take that in and
1: that means a lot.
0: I really, I really, truly appreciate Mm -hmm. that. Um, So any parting thoughts, any parting thoughts that you want to leave um, our listeners with, you know, that maybe, maybe single and, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of curious.
1: Yes. Well, for men listening, I want you to really seriously ask yourself the question, what kind of man do you want to be? And if you Mm -hmm. aren't that man, are you ready to make that life choice to go through that journey to become that man? Mm. that's what I would say to men and I would say to women love yourself honor yourself give yourself permission to speak your your truth to speak your what your identity is don't give away your identity anymore and begin to find clarity and um, establish healthy boundaries and then keep Mm. them because when you don't you betray yourself and every time you betray yourself you traumatize yourself and i don't want that to happen i want women to rise up in their feminine goddess i want them to be beautiful beings to express the way that they were designed to be expressed Mm. that's what i want for women
0: i love that Mm. thank you you're welcome thank you so much it has been such a gift having you here
1: Oh, thank you, oh, Katie. It's been a I really, really cool.
0: appreciate it. Thank you from my everything for being here today. Your time is valuable and I'm so beyond grateful that you were here with us for today's episode. Please subscribe so that you get updates on all the latest episodes, as well as hear about all the incredible upcoming guests we have lined up. Also, would absolutely love for you to leave a review and let me know your thoughts, your feedback, your biggest takeaways, et cetera. Reviews help me and my growing team serve you even more. As always, sending you a big hug, love, energy, and an abundance of light.